We are recording. I will update, you know, mm-hmm. when it's time to update. But I don't feel like... So the thing about Apple I don't like, mm-hmm. Alana J-Lo, yes. is they'll have... <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said that. If that is indeed your name. It is. The thing, the complication <laughs> with Apple yes. is it seems like they want you to update all the time. And a lot of their updates make the operating system worse. Oh, really? For example, uh-huh. there was this big controversy that they had like a year and a half ago. People had speculated for a long time that the updates ruin your battery. Right. But there was uh, a bunch of reports that came out like a year and a half ago that kind of confirmed it for sure. Yes. And so that's one of the reasons I don't want to update my iPad to the oh, newest version. Oh, okay. But the problem is it's gotten to this thing now to where it just keeps asking me and asking me, do you want to update now? Do you want to update now? So It's kind of the same thing with JAWS. Like I don't want to update it unless it's... I don't want to update the version unless it actually works with uh, Windows or, you know. With the latest version. Of Windows, the la- with the latest version of Windows, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Or I don't, or vice versa. I don't want to update, update Windows, Windows unless it's, it goes with JAWS or whatever screen. I've using. heard people say that they've had problems when they've updated Windows. Yeah, that's why it took a while for me to, um, do I, do I even have Windows? No, I, I don't remember. I think my, uh. Backup PC I have now has Windows 8. Okay. But it's still working okay. Um, the the person who had it before me had Windows 8. How old is the laptop? Uh, I don't remember how old it was. It It's definitely older than my... I think it might be slightly older than my um, original laptop. I still have that. How old is your original laptop? Um, I had it for seven years, but it's still... Nice. Well, I have a Mac that I bought in 2009 that still works. Mm. It's not the greatest, but it gets the job done. Yeah, and I told you that I still have my old Victor Reader stream, and I seriously thought it was it was broken. Like a week ago, it seemed like, or less yeah, than that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It did some weird glitchy thing, but I've had it for nine years, and it's still good. Does that make you want to rush getting a new one, knowing that it might be close to the end, even though it's still kind of working? No, I'm kind of the person, like... I want to run something in the ground until I can't do it anymore, until yeah. I can't use it. Because... And, then, and then worry about updating it. Right, exactly. That's because. I I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Because what? Oh, no, you said because, and then I interrupted you. Because, you know, if something, if, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's, that's my thing. Mm. If it ain't broke, don't fix it or replace it. Yeah. Yeah. We've been having an interesting day. Yes. So we're here, we're watching somebody's house. Okay. And there are dogs. Yes. Here. Yes. And cats. Yes. A lot of animals. Right. You came over today as this person was leaving. Yes. And we kind of like hung out today, which we've done many times before. Well, several times. Several times before. Mm-hmm. But this is fun because it's around the holidays. Mm-hmm. We watched some Frasier. Yes, we did. You took a nap. I did. The, I, was, I was tired. And one of the cats like came up to you and like meowed right in your face <laughs> as you were sleeping. I thought it was cute. I think she was trying to say hi, or maybe she was like, what are you doing in, what are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what she was thinking, but she was nice about it. She just, I I, I proceeded to pet her later on, and she kind of shook her ears. She's a good cat. She's a good cat, but she's old. She's like 21, I think. 19. 19? Is that how old she is? I, I believe that's what this person said, yes. Okay. Well, in any event, she's really old. She is a very friendly cat, though. She's a very nice cat. She doesn't. You know, you don't really see her a lot, but she's around. Yeah. Which is good. She's like the grandma of the <laughs> of the animals, I guess. I would concur with that. Yeah. 
Then we continued our binge watching of Frasier. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that was really fun. Yes. That's such a good show. It is really fun, and we're. Uh, I am actually on season six, so I'm a little bit uh, behind you because you're in season eight. But then you get introduced to to Lana, who is Frasier's ex. What a nightmare! Put your brother on the phone. <laughs> Get your, your brother, brother on, on the phone. phone. <laughs> you, my friends are throwing me a surprise birthday party, and you tried to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the episode we watched today. Yes, and Claire, Claire being the um, the cellist and more like Fraser, was such a a nice lady. Um, I think there was this. Um, I remember there was a time in one of the seasons of Fraser. Might have been season eight. Where he was trying to decide if he wanted to be with Lana or Claire. Because he was having some conflicting feelings with both of them. I don't know why he would want to be with Lana. I know. I understand it at the beginning because when he first met her, his point of reference was she used to be the prom queen. Mm -hmm. And now she's this real estate agent. But now that he's had a glimpse into her personality, I just don't see why he would want to go back to that. No, exactly. Because, because, you know, he's about ready to um, pull the car over and, you know, like... Your friends are throwing you a surprise birthday party. Do you want to go or not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that part of me made no sense at the end of the episode to where he sees her alone and he's talking to Claire, but he decides to go up to Lana. Maybe it's because part of him feels really sorry for uh, her. Oh, okay. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, I I feel some way I in some okay so I could I could kind of relate that to friendships I have and I won't mention their names but Go ahead. in some ways the reason why I feel like I still am friends with them even though sometimes they drive me crazy yeah is because a part of me feels sorry for them like they seem so lonely you know what I mean I hear you they see and it, and it, and maybe and I and and I understand that that might sound bad to somebody but i really feel like that yeah sorry the dog just hit his head yes underneath Aww. the table okay he does that a lot i noticed yeah he's a great dog though he's a cute one yeah but no do, do you do you ever feel that sometimes yeah i do there are a few people who i know right now who i think they don't have a life no they don't i mean they they do but it's like it's not the type of life i have in a bad way it's not right right and and you, it's just like you know, they can't find, they, they haven't found love, or they don't want to, and or they just don't have time to themselves, or they won't find time to, to improve themselves, or whatever it is. Well, a lot of people just don't know how to improve themselves. That's true. Like, they, they're not sure how to approach a woman or a man. Mm -hmm. They never developed the skills to, you know have a proper diet or search for something that's creatively fulfilling. Mm -hmm. So they just go through the spiral and they just go down and down and down emotionally. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for them to get out of that. I know I was like that in my twenties. Yeah. But you've, you've since grown out of that mm -hmm. stage and you would hope that, that some of your friends would. And, um, like, and I'm I'm gonna mention a friend of mine that I just recently ran into. I won't mention this person's name okay. because this person is not here. Yeah. But I feel like when I saw her that one day, it seemed like she has not gotten over any of her problems. Like she just is looking for an escape, and she just doesn't know how to get 
she doesn't know how to deal with the problems that she has. And all she can do is run away. And that may have, um, maybe that's aged her, I don't know. But she seems very, um, very bitter, very uh, angry, it seems like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you had not spoken to this particular person in a few years before you saw her. Yeah, it was like, uh, I think it was like a good seven years because we lost each other's numbers. And, um, you know, uh, it was, I didn't know where she was. I, I, I had an idea about where she was, but I didn't know how to get her number. And had I known that she was having this much problems, which I, I did before, but I didn't know the extent of it, I think I would have reached out. But I don't, I'm kind of on the fence of doing that. Because? Because I feel like she, she believes that she doesn't have anyone to count on in, uh, in our, you know, in, she doesn't have anyone to count on here. In our country, in the U.S., um, but I just feel like if I do reach out to this person, she may not put any effort, and I don't know if I should even put any effort because I want to put effort into relationships that that I it, you know that that is a give and take relationship. I completely hear what you're saying. Yeah. The other side to that, somebody might come along and say, "Well, maybe." She just hasn't had the opportunity. Maybe people have just abandoned her for no really, for no good reason. I don't know if that's true. Mm. I doubt that that's true, to be honest. But because I I've know. I've uh, noticed a pattern with her before in the past, before she became who she is now, that if you know she would call somebody her best friend, but if if they double crossed her, she was no, they were no longer her best friend for whatever reason. Like, like she never worked it out with them. Yeah. She never came to terms with what they did, and she never, um, she never fixed it with them. It just seems like that way. Like, once, once she was double crossed, that was it, and it never ha- it never um, got fixed. So, I don't know. I just think that her, um, her escaping isn't going to help anything, and I just feel like that's what she's doing, but. Maybe I'm completely wrong about it. You gotta be... The dogs are distracting. Mm -hmm. You gotta be uh, mindful of who you let into your life. Because their energy has a big impact on you. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you still can't love somebody from afar. And and hope that they get the help that they they need. And hope that they live the type of life that they deserve. I do, and I and I care about them. And there's some there's some friends that I've had in my past that I still consider friends, but right now they're distant because I don't want to get caught up in their drama, if any. You know, like they may be creating drama for themselves or other people, and I don't really want to be in their their situation. What do you do to find people who are a positive influence on you? I just have, I just think of the people in my life right now that I know um, are trying to make their lives better. Um, I have a good friend that lives in the Midwest and she um, has just gotten married. uh, um, She has just gotten married since last year. And, um, you know, I mean, she, she, she has problems too, but she, she likes to, I know what she what she feels because she doesn't hide it from me. I mean, we've been friends for 
a good 15 years. And she's really positive. And I have, I also have friends um, back home. Uh, and when I mean by home, I mean uh, Hawaii. Right. That are still around, um, even if I haven't talked to them in a, a while. And I've um, recently have um, been in contact with at least two of them. And uh, they've never, I mean, you know, maybe their way of thinking may have changed, but they're still, they're still there. You know, they're not... They haven't abandoned me or anything like that. How did it feel to reestablish contact with these friends from Hawaii? I feel like um, we we kind of picked up where we left off. They may have gone through some things, but you know they appreciated it. The friendship, the friendship reconnecting, reestablishing. And I've always gotten that. I've always um, gotten that feeling from them that they really enjoyed. Uh, talking even if it was just for an hour or a few minutes that's good yeah i love having good deep conversations with friends and it's the best yeah it is it's great i'm having a conversation with two of my friends tomorrow who i talked to the night before Mm -hmm. so it's you have to keep those connections alive especially with the people who really matter to you yeah and i feel like um lately which i'm i'm very um glad that i've been i've been doing the reaching out and I feel like it's really important if you really want someone in your life, reach out to them, or, or if you reach out to them, then they can reach out to you also. You're being a little bit proactive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's important. I think it is important. Have you practiced any good uh, self love exercises within the past week? Hmm. Uh, that is a really good question. I think. One of the things that I... Oh, goodness. Okay. Shall we pause this? No. Okay. Just being dogs. Okay. Doggies. They, they, they get scared pretty easily. They do. Um, and they're also very watchful. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, there were... The, so lately, I've been having a hard time sleeping. And I think also because it gets dark really... Um, is there water here? No? Yes, there is. There is? Right here. Okay, thank you. Yes. Um, I'm going to bring the coaster closer. All right. Um, I've been having a, um, a little bit of a hard time sleeping for the last couple of days. And, uh, excuse me, and um, what I've been doing is kind of mm-hmm. letting myself... I don't know. I don't know if this would be would would count as a self love thing, but kind of letting myself uh, wake up when I when I feel that my body is ready to wake up. I don't know. Like trying to take care of myself um, with getting the rest that I need, um, and then um, <clears throat> uh, what else? Um, uh, I've, I've also been thinking about something I should be doing that I haven't done in a long time is a journaling, a journaling again. I'm a big advocate of journaling. Yeah. It's been a huge help for me. Yeah. Because I haven't, I've been kind of slacking off on reading, not my book, but, uh, reading in the morning. Not, not the one, not the, not the book that I'm currently reading at the time, the audio books or anything, but well, different- we, we should say that you are a uh, fan of Jesus Christ. 
Right. You've seen some of the, the live performances? I wouldn't call myself a fan. Okay. A follower is more like... A follower. Yeah, a fan is, sounds like a, a groupie or something. Yeah. <laughs> you're not trying to make love to Jesus. You're, no, that's, but you're, that's... You have that's, love for uh, Jesus. That's sacrilegious. That's Cartman from South that's, Park. Uh, that's um, blasphemy there. Did, did, you, did you see that uh, South Park episode? No, I don't watch South Park. You don't, oh, I keep forgetting that. There's this great episode where Cartman wants to get into Christian music just to prove that he can sell a, a lot of records. Mm. And so he, he's on the verge of getting this record deal. And he's like talking to these executives and they say to him, you know, it doesn't sound like you love Jesus from your lyrics. It sounds like you're in love with Jesus. And then they read some of his lyrics and it's like, oh, Jesus, hold me all night long. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus, you know, hold me as you know, long as you can or whatever it is. Oh, that's weird. But that is not the case with you. No, it's not like a... Um, it's, it's not supposed to be like some torrid uh, <laughs> love affair. Or, or, or made to be like this, like... Like, um, what do you call it? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not supposed to be about some torrid love affair, is what I'm trying to say. He was a messiah. She was a flute player. Jesus and the J-Lo coming this fall. Oh, wow. No, it wasn't like that. No. Only on Lifetime. <laughs> Lifetime? Yeah. More like Showtime. Showtime. Anyway, um, no, it wasn't like it wasn't like the South Park's version of... Um, <laughs> Yes, yes. But I, I distracted us. If I remember correctly, don't let me put words in your mouth, there was a period in your life where you would read the Bible each morning and then write about the passage that you just read. Right, and I haven't done it in a while. Like I think I haven't done it in a good 11 years. I think because I've, of books that I was reading that was that had nothing to do with the Bible and because I was reading textbooks a lot and I was... You know, and because I was, I started reading other audiobooks, um, I've kind of, uh, unfortunately, I've sort of uh, gotten my focus shifted. But I want to get back into it, um, especially after the holidays. So then the question is, how do you incorporate the Bible into your life without getting rid of the other books that you're interested in? Um, what I try to do is find a time for me to read it that's separate from the t <coughs> excuse me <coughs> separate from the time that I would read the other book um and just remembering that this is the book that I use uh that I write about in my journals and that's um something that I should be focusing on more than the other book is a bible Right. Nice. That's the one book that I use as uh, something to reflect on. Mm. I don't reflect on the other books as much. Not even a Confederacy of Dunces. No, it has nothing, nothing deep to reflect on, no. Well, you could learn about somebody's mother. 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 No. How long do you usually write after reading a passage out of the good book? It doesn't take very long. Mm. I have um, a technique of remembering what I read. Um, some people use an acronym like SOAP, uh, which is um, Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And it's easy to remember. And um, I, I don't have. I all I have to do is um, 
read a scripture that I pick out or a passage and write on that and reflect on how that would apply to my life. Huh, Rizzo? Rizzo's a dog, not me. <laughs> That's not her pet name for me. No, it's not. No. Good boy. Thank you. Rizza. Oh. You're a good boy most of the time. I'm, I'm always a good boy. Good boy. I'm always a good boy. Good boy. Riz doesn't understand boy. anything that I'm saying. He's just, he's probably thinking it's like... Well, he's a Satan worshiper, so that's why. <laughs> he's a dog. He doesn't understand that. Oh, oh. He's probably thinking my, my what I'm saying is... Like in uh, the Peanuts gang. Huh. That's right. So funny. Cracks me up. That's great. Peanuts gang. Yes. Yes. Alana. Yes. What do you call a group of guys with a urine fetish? Peanuts. Thank you. We came up with that joke a little while ago. Actually, he was the one who was the mastermind behind it. We were leaving PSU, right? Yes. And we were just riffing about, well, what would make a good dad joke? And then we came up with that idea, and I think it's really funny. Oh, thank you for the water, babe. Mm -hmm. I think Jesus would be proud of you for that one. Really? I think so. I don't know that that would be true. Uh, maybe. You never know. Yeah. You gotta have a sense of humor in this life, babe. <laughs> well, when it comes... He has a sense of humor, but I don't think it's that kind of humor. Oh. oh. Like... You don't think Jesus likes dad jokes? Well, depends on the dad joke, though. Oh. oh. I don't know that he would like that one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He kid. wouldn't be the, uh, you know... Um, yeah, he wouldn't. I don't know that he would like that one, but I will say, I think it's kind of funny. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. But anyway, did I answer your question? You kind of did. So, how often do you look back on on your reflections after you write them? Honestly, I need to do that again because um, I wrote my reflections around the time. I, the last time I remember writing my reflections, that was um, around the time that I got. I was sick in the hot. I was sick. Yeah. And I had to, um, I wasn't in the hospital, but I was in Hawaii recovering and getting other treatments. This and, was when you had cancer. Right. And, um, I had some time to myself because my mom was gone. She had work and, um, I was, uh, I had some time to read and to write and to reflect, but I need to do that again. I, I've noticed how much I've grown since those reflections though in what ways um just my understanding of what what it's what they have said uh what what i was reflecting on before i think of and i feel like the uh the bible is one of those books where if you read it if you each time you read it you're always going to come up with you're always going to glean something new from it it's never going to be boring you're not going to get the same result after reading it all the time. You're always going to find something new and different that you never thought of before. And that's what I like about it. I think I've grown since then. I've read portions from the Old Testament. I really haven't delved into the New Testament. Ah. I don't like sequels that much. I think that might be it's something It's not a sequel. It. Okay. It's supposed to lead the way to the New Testament. It's not a sequel. Oh. Right. Oh. Don't think of it as... It's more of a reboot. Don't then. don't think of it as a reboot. Okay. No. It it's not a reboot. Reimagining. No. Oh. It's not that either. They're not movies. Okay. It's like a spin-off. <laughs> no, it's, like it's a spin-off. not a spin-off. It's like no. there's Star Trek and then the 
the uh, New Testament is like Star Trek The Next Generation. No, it's not a spinoff. Except without Mr. Data or Captain P- Picard. No. Okay. Not, not, Cap- not Captain Picard, no. Engage. Engage. He would say that on the show. He'd be like, engage. No. Why would he say engage? That was the signal to the crew that they needed to go uh, really fast. Oh. And then they would go really fast. Like, past the speed of light. Oh, oh, to fast. another planet? To other planets and, you know, seek and, out new life. And, you and know. How, would they, how would they do that? Well, they had the warp engines. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And then that's how they go past the speed of light. Wow. Yeah. I wonder who came up with this really cool technology for Star Trek. Yeah, I've read stuff about it. Um, mm-hmm. Did you ever see this movie called Forbidden Planet? No. With uh, Leslie Nielsen? No. This was made in the 50s. He used sort of like... They used similar stuff in Forbidden Planet that Star Trek used, but they came out like a decade before. So I know that Forbidden Planet was an influence on the original series. Mm. I don't. I uh, I wish I remembered what else they used, but they had some great titan, technological ideas for mm-hmm. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I love the technology in it. Ah, uh, well, well, well. Back to what I was saying because yes. I, I, we kind of got off um, point here. And I do blame you for that, but go ahead. No, you're. The, I why? <laughs> it's easier than blaming myself. Really. Go ahead. Really. Um, I'm listening. I feel like I'm outnumbered here, though. Oh. In some ways. Well, I love you. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, but I, I've noticed how much I've grown in the last 11, almost 12 years, and I'd like to put that knowledge to good use, and, um, right now I have started the 13th book of the Old Testament, which is Lamentations. Lamentations and Ezekiel. Uh, both of them are very, very good books. Um believe I no, I believe I finished Jeremiah if not or or maybe I'm almost done with it. I can't remember. But I all I all I need all I was gonna say is that I need to get back into um journaling again. It's very helpful. I love journaling. Yeah. And you've heard me talk about not just that but also morning pages and how beneficial that's been in my life. Right. Have you thought of getting an an accountability buddy? So maybe somebody to wear if not every day, then once a week, y'all would check in and y'all would read your observations of what you read that week. Uh, as far as the book? Yeah. Well, as far as like the Bible. So you have somebody who also is reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then once or twice a week, you check in and you say, okay, we read these passages and these are my observations about these passages. So then you're not just writing down, but you're articulating it to somebody else and getting mm. their version of what they read too. Um, that's a good question. I mean... Um... My friend in the Midwest, I would love to do that with her, but she's so far away. Mm. Um, and it would be fun to meet with her once a week and discuss it. Because we did that before, um, where we discussed a passage like at a coffee shop or something. Interesting. Um, I, would lo- I don't know anyone right now that would be, would be willing to do that with me, because I only have like a few friends in Portland right now. I don't have like... Um, uh, I don't have as many friends as I do in Seattle, or at least the ones that I keep in contact with. Uh, so I don't know. I that is a good idea, though. Thank you. I would. I just have to find somebody that would be willing to do that with me, and who is actually reading it, because I don't want to rope someone into reading it and they don't read it. Yeah. And they don't want to read it. So I mean, 
that's something to think about, and and maybe I should, um, maybe I should think about that. That'd be cool. Yes. Yes. Speaking of the good book, yes, you have been doing some reading recently. Yes, I have. And you are done with a book about I'm not. Things? Well, I'm done with a book called The Hiding Place, which is really, really good. Tell us. I've heard about this book when I was a teenager, and it's written by Corey Ten Boom along with um, John and Elizabeth Sherrill. And I believe John and Elizabeth Sherrill have, have translated the book into English. But Corey Ten Boom was a, Chris, a Dutch Christian woman who came from a Christian family in Holland, and uh, during the time of the Holocaust, they were rescuing German and Dutch Jews that were running away from the Nazis. And they had a secret room in um, their house they called the Baye. Um, and uh, unfortunately, they were the Ten Booms were caught and um, shipped off to a penitentiary and then to concentration camps. And... Uh, it's a really good book. It's really, really good. I love how um, how it was translated. I, I even loved how the narrator read it. And she was able to um, say some German and Dutch words. I thought it was really interesting. It was, a, it was really good. I read it right after you did. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot as well. There were some really cool things. Like One of the things was there's a part of the book where she gets called to see a police officer. Like the police chief of her small town. And he's like, okay, we know what you're up to with this. A lot of us are in favor of what you're doing. And you would think that that would have calmed her down. But she said after that happened, she got a lot more tense because he figured, well, if he knew, then who else knows about this? Yeah, and then he and she decided, uh, they all decided that they were going to be speaking in code because she was a watchmaker along with her sister and her father. And she would say something like, my watch is missing a spring. Is it okay if I drop it off? So that would let the person, that would let somebody know, you know, um, without actually saying anything, this is where they are. This is what's going on. So she would speak in a code uh, as a watch maker would do. And then they had all these drills. Yes, and they were able to make it uh, to the the secret room in about uh, two minutes. No, they got down to 70 seconds. Yeah, so they had the, seconds, yeah. the drills because there's a secret room in their house. Yeah. And you had to get there before the Nazis found you. Mm-hmm. They Their ideal time was under a minute, but they only got down to 70 seconds, which was still really good. good. Yeah. And then she packed a bag already for um, if she had to leave and she forgot it. She forgot it in the secret room. She didn't forget it. She didn't? No, what happened was she left it, but that's not why she left it. She, it was down there. So they also had these nighttime raid drills. Yes, they did. And eventually they had a real nighttime raid. Yeah. And she saw that her bag was down. Yeah, and but she went. But if she removed the bag, they would have known where the hiding room was, right? Right, now. right, right, right. So that's why she left it there because of the position uh, of the room that yes. it was at. Oh, yes, that's right, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. And um, how, you know, how it was built. And I remember when, when, when somebody was building that secret room, she's like, this is my room. <laughs> yeah. You're taking away my space, buddy. You're taking away my space. But, but she, was gl- she was glad that it was, it was there. Because now there was a space for people to go and put their clothing and things. And the Jews that were there, um, most of the Jews that, that they rescued were saved. But except for um, One lady, Mary. Right? Mary, yeah. Yeah. They don't know what happened to her. 
She may have been arrested. She did. She may have been dead. She did. She prob- obviously, she, she probably is dead. She did. She did. She did. Yes. <laughs> Another interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and, and we should not make fun of death. No. Uh, she was in her 50s. Yes. When she learned how to step up in this way. Right. What does that tell you about life? If anything. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you feel passionate about something and you want to make a difference, you can make a difference at any age. That's what I think. Well said. And I thought, I thought she was much younger than that. I thought she was. She did this when she was younger because this book was written for junior and senior high readers and adults. But I thought maybe there was a reason why it was written for junior and senior high readers. But I was, that wasn't true. I think the reason was she just wanted them to read it and get inspired. Hmm. But it, but it really, it really touched me um, as an adult. I like the book a lot too. Yeah, it was really. I mean, ha, what what courage they had, what compassion they had for their Jewish workers and their Jewish friends, and and how they met with the underground um, that were that were had that had um, hiding places for the Jews. I mean, it was a really inspiring book. There's some cool stories. There was that story about that one guy who was like this really cool Jewish guy who smoked with a pipe. And she yes. introduced him to Boy, his she, dad. Yeah. yeah uh, no, no, they changed his name. Yeah, they did to Smith or something. Yeah. And she introduces him to the dad, and they start telling biblical jokes to each other. Yes. That was funny. Yes, he's like, oh, he just made a biblical joke. <laughs> and then she goes to jail, finally. Yeah. She's in the sh- cell. There's this really interesting code about when the guards were gone, mm-hmm. how the prisoners were able to pass messages to each other. Yep, they would yell out the names. And then, and then the person who would hear the names would yell it back, and then they'd yell. It would go from, like, left to right, and then the response would go from right to left. Yep. And do you remember that scene with the ants? Refresh my memory. She was in the cell, and she didn't have any... Oh, she didn't have any friends. She didn't have any friends. Then the ant was, came out. Yeah, she was very um, fascinated with the ant. And, you know, I, I, I don't like ants, but she was fascinated with the ants, and so she would leave crumbs, and the ant would come out once in a while and get the food, and then would go back into the hole, into the ground. Yeah. And so, you know, and she would get her, um, her cookies from uh, her sister... And she would have all these crackers, and she would put the the crumbs on the floor to see if the ant would get to them. But she was so um, in dire need of a friendship, because she didn't have that. Talk about the Nazi officer Mm -hmm. whose home she went to after she was arrested. Oh, what was that? Um, Yeah, that's right. That was the one that arrested them. Right? No, no, no. It wasn't the one that arrested them. He wanted to know more information about the underground. Mm-hmm. So after she was in prison for a while, he arranged for her to be taken to his home. And they started talking. She mentions the Bible. Mm-hmm. She thinks he overstepped her grounds. Right. She so goes back to prison. The next day, he comes to her cell. He calls her out. And then he starts having this conversation with her about all the people he lost during the war and his family and they have like three more conversations like this. I think so. It's I only read it once, so I, <laughs> right. Um, it was very interesting. And then there was another one where she meets with the German officer that arrested her and her family, the one that um, one of the German officers she saw in her house when they were raided. Yeah. And then he said, uh, "I I know about 
he, she, he basically told her, I heard about your God, and I think, I think she, he thanked her. And then he, it took her a while to shake his hand. And then the minute he, she shook his hand, she felt like a, a peace uh, go through her. Like, like she felt at peace with this man. Nice. Yeah, and I thought, wow, that's really powerful. When she was talking, too, about the guard took her to the reading of the will of her father. Right. And her relatives were her there. Her relatives were there, yeah. And that's basically the reason he took her there was so that she could see, could see her see, family again. Yeah, and it, it's almost like he had compassion for her because he didn't. she didn't know where her father was. She didn't know where her sister was. She didn't know how anybody was doing. She didn't know where her brother-in-law was. Um, and unfortunately, her, her father had died in those 10 days. It was really sad. It was. And, and, how, and I think about her relationship with her father, how uh, gentle he was, how he would answer questions, but he would answer in a way that didn't require a, an answer. Yeah. Like an actual answer. Um, and how her mother was before she had that stroke. Or, or I'm sorry, a brain aneurysm. Yeah. But her mother died before the war. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she did. She died before the war, yeah. And in her relationship with, with her sister when they were in the concentration camps. Right. And I think that um, her sister probably um, had that added... It pro- there was probably other uh, things that, that have happened to her that, would, that had strengthened her because she was like... Oh, we must uh, we must thank God for the fleas, right? right? Even as little as the fleas, and uh, <laughs> you know, and you know, she she would always look on the bright side of things because, you know, she knew how to um, handle difficult circumstances. And Corey was like, oh, I cannot believe you're I cannot believe you're handling it this way. But I have a feeling that it something in her built up to that to where they, you know. To how she was would handle it. She wasn't just born that way. She no, grew no, into no. that person. She, she, um, I think she had, um, I think she developed that, developed that, um, that attitude. Like you know, everything is going to be fine. Don't, don't, uh, don't despair. You can find the good in these circumstances. You can, you can praise God in these circumstances, and um, and even though they're really bad. Um, so I thought that was really, um, in, uh, uh, inspiring to, to see that, um, even when she was dying, she was the same way. She never lost her beliefs. It didn't seem. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Uh-uh. We had mentioned the, the, one of the, uh, Jews did not survive, but, or we, or we, are we unless, at least led to believe that she, she did not make it past the war. Mary? Yes. Yes. However, before the raid happened, mm-hmm. there was an interesting incident that happened with Mary. Yeah, she kept wheezing. Well, they weren't sure what they were going to do. Because she, you know, if she wheezed hard enough, people would hear her. They didn't know what to do. Um, is that what you're talking about? Uh, that is, yeah. Okay, yeah. They didn't know what to do with her, but... Um, <clears throat> But she was already old. Well, but there was some talk about, hey, maybe we should just tell her to go someplace else. Yes. Yes, there was. And then there was a secret vote. To keep her. To keep her. There yeah. were nine people voting. Yeah. And they all voted to keep her. Yes, they did. Yeah. But but nobody knows where she is. She may have died. Oh, she, she did. She, well, she's dead now. But she did. I mean, she did. No, but it was a, it's, it was a very um, touching and very inspiring book. I thought. I was very good. Yeah, it was very, very good. good. Very good. 
And then there was the other thing I, I thought was interesting was b- before uh, Germany invaded, there was this Nazi who was working for the family. Otto, yes. Otto. Mm-hmm. And they fire him. Yeah. Then after the invasion, he comes back and he's this, I think he's a lieutenant in the Nazi yes, army. Yes, and he visits them. Yes. That was really strange. That was really strange. I, I never figured out why he did that because after he fire after they fired him for good reason because he was um, he was really really mean to the Jewish worker. I so I suspect that it's yeah. one of two things. Mm-hmm. Either he wanted to show that he was superior to them, mm-hmm. or he was condescending secretly to check on them because they were making a lot of noise. People knew about right, them. right, and uh-huh. so maybe they just said, okay, if you if you go up there like. You know, you're you're doing a raid. That might be a little bit too much. But if you go in there like, hey, I'm just going to check on my old employers. You might be able to catch them in the act of something. I was one, I was afraid that he was going to kill them. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I thought. I mean, because if he was if he was um, being that mean to the Jewish worker, how much more would he be mean to all the other Jews and and uh, the the ten booms? Yeah, obviously, I didn't think that he was going to kill Corey because she wrote the book years later. But I thought that he may. <laughs> You know, off somebody else, and that might have been when they were actually caught. Yeah, I was really, I was really nervous. I thought maybe he was going to kill all of them. But he didn't. No, he didn't. But he did. He probably is. He did. He did. He did. Yes. But now you're reading another book. Yes, I am. JL. Yes. Uh, so um, I know that you you have some differing opinions on this book, but so far I think it's pretty good. Um, it is called. Um, uh, through Gates of Splendor, and it's by Elizabeth Elliot, and it is a document of uh, and and stories about um, her husband's death, along with four other missionaries that were on a mission with um, her husband to um, Ecuador, and um, it's it's very interesting. Um, I'm at the chapter now, which talks about the Alcas, who are the meanest of the Indians. They're the they're um, they're ruthless. Um, I was just reading a, a chapter about the um, head shrinking Hebrews, which are another Indian group, and how um, how ruthless they are to each other, um, and and they were raised to hate people when they were younger, hate them, like they were raised to hate someone that has done them wrong. And, uh, you know, it, it, very, unfortunately, they're a very, they were a, a very hateful bunch. So they, they, um, so far they were, uh, ministering to the Quichuas and now they're, they were ministering to the, um, the Hebrews and now they're going to talk about the Alcas, which, um, were the, um, the meanest of the groups. Unfortunately, I cannot say too much about this because I finished the book and Alan is still in the middle of it. That's right. I have some feelings about it because of the whole conversion thing. I am not a Christian, but Alana is, so... And I have other feelings uh, about that, too. That's right. Right. You're allowed to have those. That's right. Yes. Right. What do we have for dinner? You you have feelings, but you also have had dinner. (laughs) We had some pizza. I had four slices. He had two slices. It was very good. It was good. Yes. Do you know what pizza place it was from? I do not know. Okay, it was really good. And then Alana made something. Yes, this is my first attempt at making fudge, and I honestly can say that it turned out really good, and I was really worried because 
it was softer than I want it to be. And I found out pretty quickly, thanks to Rick, that um, it's because of the pan I was using. It was too uh, wide, and it wasn't deep enough. I prefer, uh, you know, it not being that wide and it being deeper, obviously. And I think that makes a better fudge. Right. Because you can really, like, pick it out more, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm getting a free pan. Yes, I decided to give you a free pan because um, I think it would be good for you to use if you're going to make uh, cinnamon rolls or cornbread or something else. And I figured, well, I'll just give you an extra pan. I can get another one. Now, I have offered to leave the room for a little while <laughs> while you have a heart-to-heart -heart with this pan because you just got it a couple of days ago. I got it. I just got it yesterday. Right. And explain, hey, this is why things aren't working out between you and me. You deserve a good home. I'm still going to see you, but you're no longer going to be part of my family. And I love you, and I wish you the best. But you have declined that offer. Uh, yes, I have. Actually... Did I get it yesterday? What, what was yesterday? The, yesterday was the... 19th. December 19th. 2019. Okay, I got it on I got it on Monday. I'm sorry. It was a few days ago. Okay. Right. Um, uh, uh, December 16th. Right. December 16th. December 16th, 2019. Is when you got it. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, I... Uh, no, I'm, I'm okay with parting it with it. I just, I just used it once. And, uh, you know, it, it got the fudge to a really good consistency, but I would have liked for it to be um, a little bit um, harder. Uh, and I was really worried that we wouldn't be able to um, get any fudge because, <laughs> yeah. But you don't feel the need to say goodbye or to no, I don't. shed no. tears over it. No, it's just Let a it pan. know that you still care. It's not like it's a dog. Okay. It's a pan. Okay. It's a pan and I could get other pans and I know which kind of pan to get. I could just get a um, a skinnier and deeper pan. So if I wanted to make fudge again, which I think I will because it turned out so good, and maybe we might have some after this. That might be good. If you're hungry. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm thankful that it came out really good. I might actually experiment with, uh, experiment with putting some nuts in there, uh, maybe some extra candy. These nuts. Ah, oh, jeez. Sorry. Maybe candy. Um... Maybe I could substitute the chocolate chips for candy, or I could put like um, peanut butter, because peanut butter is always good with chocolate. Mm. Oh god. Uh, so so it, I'm leaving some room for experimentation. I turned you on to a new type of chip today. I've yes. been talking. I've been up playing this chip ever yes, since. Yes, we're going to have. We're probably going to have more tonight. I think. Yes. Yes. The potato rid ridges by Trader Joe's are incredible. Ridge cut, yes. They are, you know, the, their generic version of Ruffles. Mm -hmm. And I love Ruffles, but I think these are way better, in my opinion. They are really good and they're crunchy. I just wish I had more flavor. I know. that They only have two flavors. They have salt and they have salt and pepper. Yeah. That's my big criticism as well. Yes. Yes. But they are just really good. They're very good. Mm-hmm. Alana... What self-love exercises, if any, do you plan on doing within the next couple of days? Hmm. That is a really good question. I think that the, the top thing on my list is just to take care of my, my sleep and my energy. I just feel like I haven't been sleeping as soundly as I'd like. Trying to sleep at early hours and waking up at early hours. Um, thinking about what I want to 
well, and I'm thinking, and I'm and I've got packing on the brain too because I'm gonna be leaving out of um, out of town uh, next week too. So that's the thing on my list. I don't know if that really answers your question, but that is important to me. I hear you. Yeah. What's that's, no? Go ahead. What? What? No, no, you go ahead. So that's what I was thinking off the top of my head. What about you? For me, self love is just taking it a little bit easy. Staying calm because I'm in a different environment than I'm used to. Remembering to meditate and remembering to, you know, try not to get too worked up over things. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and living in the moment. Enjoying the next week that's ahead of me. Right. And just enjoying uh, the holidays. And the company. Right. We might have an Unsolved Mysteries marathon on Christmas. I don't think that would be a good we'll idea. We'll call it an Unsolved Christmas. <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. I think if we're going to do Unsolved Mysteries, I think it should be for a short time. I don't think we should have it. We should have it on all day. I was thinking we start 8 p.m. Christmas evening and we go till 8 p.m. Christmas Day. So we do like 24 Uh, hours of Unsolved Mysteries. I really don't. I have a real Unsolved Christmas this year. No, 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 no. That's so depressing. Okay. I mean, I can only handle it for maybe two hours. I hear you. Three hours, but not like eight hours. Not 24 hours. Maybe we'll do The Simpsons instead. Or Frasier. Or Frasier. Because we're watching Frasier. Yes, instead of Unsolved Mysteries for Christmas. Right. Yes. If you have any whereabouts of... If you know where Alana J. Lo is celebrating Christmas, call our toll free I just thought it was really funny when that when you said Robert Stack was in that movie, right? He's oh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, he's an FBI agent, right? Yeah, and he's into giving body cavity searches. <laughs> Give this person another body cavity search. Wow. I just so, finished the water, sorry. No, no, that's right. That's such a fun movie. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead do America. In fact, you want to know something, some trivia. Yeah. That movie came out. Do you know what day that movie was released? No. December 20th. Yeah. Today is December 20th. Yes, it is. 1996, 24 years ago wow. today. Wow. Unbelievable. Yes. I was a mere 16-year-old. I was younger than that. I was six. No, you weren't. I was you were 13. Okay. No, you were 13. I was yes, man. <laughs> You're not that many. much. You weren't that younger. Yeah, that much younger. Maybe I wasn't. No, you were. You were 13. Yes. Almost 14. It was fun though. It was a great movie. An insufferable adolescent. Oh my goodness! It was a really fun. Movie. An inco- an incorrigible adolescent. I feel like I need to give you a body cavity search. Ah. No. I won't stop until I reach the back of your teeth. How how uh, how humiliating that would be. <laughs> That's Ouch. one of the lines in the movies. It's like I won't. Don't, he's like, don't stop until you reach the back of their teeth. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wonder if he had fun doing uh, playing that character. I would hope so. He just seems like the old Unsolved Mysteries guy. I just think of him as a scary dude. Yeah. Yeah. Did he look scary? He didn't look scary. He looked like an average older just guy sounded, with his hair dyed, though. He just sounded scary. He did. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you know what, know the whereabouts of this person. Call 1-800-866. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm not going to say the rest of the number because it belongs to somebody else now, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, so we could, uh, we could watch some Pluto TV, I suppose. Pluto... Ludo. We'll have fun. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to make. 
Yeah. But I get to spend the holidays, which is also my birthday. Yes, with it is. My J-Wool. So I just want to say very, very quickly. Go ahead. Happy birthday and Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. I'm going to be birthday boy. Oh, jeez. I'm going to be birthday boy. Uh-oh. Maybe what it's going to go on all week. I'm going to be birthday boy. going to be with you. I'm going to be birthday boy. Oh, my. Birthday boy. Uh, when we might do some recording then. Who knows? Who knows? You might hear a recording from the birthday boy. No. I'm going to be birthday boy. No. Birthday boy. Birthday boy. No, I, I, and I'm not going to bring my book. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to take a break from that. Nice. Yeah. You can be a birthday boy. Stop it. Okay. Okay, that's enough. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Oh, oh can I tell my title for a movie? Okay. We were talking ahead, about this earlier. Okay, I was kissing a lot and I started laughing. <laughs> Because Thanks well, a lot. No, 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 not I because not because of you, babe. <laughs> Last night I was, you know, I'm in a film. In case you don't know, and you're in a film. I'm into film. Oh, you're into. I film. have been in in a film. You've been in a film. film. Independent short films. Right. But that's stories for another time. Uh, and last night I'm looking at film news and I see that they're making a, they're discussing doing a new version of the Power Rangers, a film version. Apparently they've done other movies. But and I think, why? Why are they doing that? Right. I was never into Power Rangers as a kid, even though I was of the right age. But anyways, I wasn't into it either. Anyways, on the phone this week, when I've been talking to Alana, I've been going, I will be birthday boy. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting in bed and I think, well, a good title for the next Power Rangers film would be Power Rangers and a Birthday Boy. <laughs> and it would be like the Power Rangers protecting this guy who keeps going, I'm birthday boy. <laughs> and they just protect him and go on adventures with him and they maybe get a golf cart and they're driving around and just going on birthday boy. Birthday boy. And they fight all these evil villains. Yes. So that got me laughing when I thought wow. about that tonight. Wow. Unbelievable. Yes. Wow. I'm very mature, babe. Yeah. Very mature. Yes. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. All I right. think I've uh, talked all I want to talk about. But I think we had a really good discussion. It was fun. It was. Posted maybe tonight. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, I want you. Right. And you might want to send me the link to the other one. I thought I did. Uh, not the not the one that was like a few weeks ago. Not the one on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get that one. Okay, I'll send you a link to that. Okie dokie. All right. All right. Bye bye, Yewo. Bye bye. Until next time. Bye bye. Nice.